All right, I got 10 more minutes with T. Krulos um, about his book, American Madness. Uh, now, we're going to talk about the rise of conspiracy theorists, you know, I guess from a commercial standpoint in a way, because this is a really interesting subplot to your book, which you have several subplots to your book. It's very complex. But one is the rise, you know, really the rise of Alex Jones and Infowars. So I'm going to start by saying something a little controversial, but I'm going to own it because, you know, I, I got nothing to hide here except everything from the government, right? Um, but I was actually an Alex Jones fan in the early days. I thought that while sensational, he had some interesting ideas, including the Bohemian Grove. He was really hit, hitting the trilateral commission hard. He'd always go to all these places. I found him to be a little much for me, but I thought he was on to something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. after yeah. reading your book and after seeing what happened, I realized that I think he stumbled across some of those interesting things because and his and his website Infowars, I would go there because he had a lot of very interesting news articles that were really they were news articles from around the world sourced from legitimate real world sources that were things you wouldn't hear about. Um, in typical mainstream things, you know, I mean, it wasn't like American politics. I mean, this was there were a lot of weird stuff going on there, and I loved it for that. Then Sandy Hook happened, and that was the end of Alex Jones's legitimacy from that point forward. So I own that. I don't know where you were on Alex Jones, um, but you know, I have to admit that I, you know, there was a part of me that liked him at one point. Sure, I, I completely understand an appeal of Alex Jones. Uh, Richard, uh, for example, told me that he liked that he was kind of in your face and he was trying to speak truth to power. Yeah. I guess is how I would put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And he would do these interviews where he would confront politicians on the street, you know, and be really forceful and blunt with them. So I could see the appeal in that. And I think an appeal to him is so much media is owned by a very small handful of corporations. So a lot of news you see is owned by Disney or, you know, Time Warner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex Jones is an independent, you know, news source. And he's uh, in a very small percentage of that. So I definitely have seen the appeal to him. Um, He can be funny. He can be uh, over the top, but in kind of a fun way. But I mean, that's what makes his his platform so much more dangerous is because he does have millions of of followers. And um, they're not going to sit there and be like, huh, I wonder if he fact checked this or where he's getting <laughs> no. his information from. No, not an issue. They're just going to believe what, what he says. Yeah. So it's 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 very terrible when people have a powerful voice and a huge platform and they use it to spread potentially deadly misinformation. Yeah. And if you look at it objectively, you know, one of the great points you make in the book is how he was really ahead of the curve in the digital era. You know, you mentioned in 2000 when he went to the Bohemian Grove, he's taking these videos. Now, this is a time when, you know, this is where I was, you know, going to school, learning about video production. It was the digital era was the revolution was coming. You could do this stuff cheaply, easily. You can distribute it um, pretty easily on the web. This is before YouTube wasn't super easy, but you could get to a, a huge audience very quickly. And he jumped on that right away and made his platform very digital, very accessible and outpaced all of his competitors, which is admirable from a business standpoint. But as you mentioned, he got very powerful, had a very a fan base platform, um, that has been misused. And the Sandy hook, the Sandy hook stuff is 
this is not a small footnote in the history of conspiracy theories, because in some ways, you know, people look at the JFK assassination as the point at which most people lost faith in the government. The, the era of World War II was over, the greatest generation, um, they were getting older, um, and this idea that America could do no wrong was over, right? JFK happened, Vietnam happened. Um, that was a whole ushered in a whole new era for the American for the American people. And I think in a lot of ways, when it comes to conspiracy theories, when it comes to um, this idea of alternate news, where it comes from, the Sandy Hook stuff, especially for Alex Jones, changed all of that because it became very insidious. I think that there are par- there's a part of Alex Jones that knows that all of this is junk, especially because he used the the idea that oh I'm an I'm an actor. This is the Alex Jones character to get out of lawsuits, and it's like okay, well right. then you know it's garbage, and you're admitting it's garbage, and if you don't want to be legally held accountable, then you have to know that. But you can't go around saying so. Just for people who don't know, this is the idea that the Sandy Hook shooting, the school shooting is totally his belief is that it is a quote unquote false flag operation that was that was staged by people crisis actors who were hired to stage it and that nobody died and that the parents of these kids are all actors and that this is this is what's wrong with america and why there's so many things are are going wrong and uh, and that it was it was staged because this is going to be the moment where the government's gonna be like oh now we have to take all your guns away yeah yeah which is it's so ridiculous because they always say that these things are false flags. Well, when is this false flag going to pay off? Because <laughs> there are more guns in America now than there ever have been. Right. No one's guns have been taken away. Yeah. So no, you're exactly right. And I will tell you, you know, another controversial thing I'm going to say here is I do understand where the people looking for the 9-11 truth stuff, where that comes in. Because when sure. you look at the let's say the benefits to the American government or how how much red tape was removed from um, certain certain agencies within the government after the Patriot Act, um, you know, the NSA, the wiretapping. They were given a lot of free will and a lot. They were given a, a long leash when it comes to com- taking down terrorists and terrorist was a very broad definition. So you could I could understand an argument where you could say People, people orchestrated 9/11 in order to expand the powers of the American government over its people. I don't, I don't personally believe that, but I can understand because there were real-world implications for that. The Sandy Hook thing. This is, this is nothing has happened, and there's been school shootings all over the place. So are they, they're just going to keep faking school shooting. Like it doesn't make any sense. The people who yeah, believe this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, uh, if this is their plan, then why? Is there nothing that has come out of it, you know, over hundreds of shootings over the last, you know, decade or whatever, whatever the terrible number is. So it doesn't make any sense to me. But he knows that that is something that his uh, fan base is riled up about and they they want to they want to hear him talk about it. Um, so he does because he knows this would draws people in. Well, they're riled up about it because he won't shut up about it. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. But so I'm really curious. You know, what do you think is what do you think is his motivation? I mean, do you think he believes he's a character? Do you think he believes anything that he says? Do you think he is the ultimate troll? Is it a combination of it all? Like, where do you stand with him? Is he is he a CIA plant? Um, you know, what is is he a disinformation agent? You know, what do you think is really going on with him? Because he's a phenomenon, and I I gotta tell you, I don't really quite understand it. I think that 
he definitely believes some of the stuff that he talks about on some level. And I think in that way, he was uh, similar to Trump, maybe, in that he feels that his gut instinct is the truth and that there does need to be facts about it. He doesn't need to do the research. If he feels that something is true, then that is the truth. I think he also does know that he plays a sort of exaggerated character of himself, and that is what sells, you know. And I'm sure that making a lot of money doing this is a motivation for him to keep it going. So I think it's a combination of, of belief and, you know, having success doing it and then being like, all right, this is the character I have to play because that's what people expect. Well, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think you're really onto something there. Now, what do you think? So the rise of Infowars is, is also really interesting. How do you think why do you think he has gained so much popularity, even with some of these concepts and and some of these beliefs that seem reprehensible to the average American. Um, how do you think he's, why do you think that this has become the platform? He's become the guy and that so many people are interested in him specifically. I think he really presents himself as like, Hey, I'm the only one who dares to tell you the truth. And, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's a very dark truth, but you know, I'm the only one leading you info warriors with me in this fight against this evil empire. And there's a, a lot of appeal in that, you know, you can feel like you're not one of the sheeple. You're one of the insiders that knows the terrible truth. I mean, conspiracy theorists love to use um, imagery from the matrix where they've taken the red pill and they've seen the terrible truth. So that's the sort of the mentality. I, I mean, that really makes sense. So in closing here, I know you're you're not psychic. I know you. I don't know if you believe in the psychic industrial complex or not. But do you? Th what about seeing the future? Like, what? Where do you think this goes from here? Because from where I'm standing, as someone who has kind of followed these conspiracy theories as stories, as narratives that I've always found interesting, it's going to a darker place. They're becoming more prevalent, and in some ways, we're in a golden age of conspiracy. Where do you think this goes from here? Especially with so many real world events being created and affected by these stories that people are telling. I, I hate to be a downer, but I unfortunately don't see this getting any better. Right. Um, you know, all those people that you saw on January 6th, uh, a lot of them were conspiracy believers on some level, at least. They at least believed that there was a massive election fraud conspiracy. And um, these people didn't disappear. So they're still out there, and they are very upset that... Um, Trump, who a lot of them, not all of them, is not in office, and their dreaded enemy, Joe Biden, and the Democratic Party is in power. So, I mean, I think people should be very cautious about looking for events similar to January 6th, maybe not on that large of a scale, but there's other incidents. If you remember, there was a militia in Michigan that had plotted to kidnap the governor of that state. Yes, I do. And, um, you know, they had some they had some uh, conspiracy beliefs. They had shared Infowars links on their social media. So I think you're going to see more plots um, of that type, which is very frightening. But this is the direction that we've moved in. I hope that the tide can be turned. I think that we need to focus a lot on trying to combat 
misinformation, disinformation, because it's really hard to tell. Um, you know, I've been suckered by stuff that I've seen on Facebook or Twitter where I'm like, no way. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually not a legit news article. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's very difficult. People are really good at creating actual fake news. And there's Russian troll farms and, you know, far right groups that push this all the time. So there's a war on information. I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I'm going to let you infringe on my gimmick, which is usually the downer, uh, because I happen to agree with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, usually I'm the downer. I think you're exactly right. I think this only gets worse before it gets better. And I don't know. I will tell you, I will close with this, is that if you were going to, if you wanted to divide the American people in order to get them to not vote on things, to not stand united, because that's when we have power. That's the whole part of democracy is when we stand together. If you wanted to do all that and divide our nation, um, then maybe we are in the midst of a conspiracy and, the, and maybe these people are plants because it's working really well because we are more divided than we've ever been. So maybe we are in the middle of a conspiracy uh, that no one's talking about. Who knows? Um, but it's crazy. And I think you've got valuable insight in all this stuff. And it's just been an absolute pleasure. So T, thank you for taking this extra time off for me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.